Hey everyone, welcome into Kitchen Talk Pickleball Edition. I'm your host, Caitlin Miller, and we have a very special guest this week, pickleball legend, former number one player in the world, Kyle Yates. Kyle, you are also the first contracted professional player. I mean, tell us how you got into this sport so early. Uh, pickleball found me. Uh, you know, it just it just kind of showed up at my doorstep one day and never let me leave. But uh, it was all my uncle's fault. I definitely blame him. Uh, and I don't know if you guys heard the story before. My my uncle uh, also taught me tennis. And anytime he had a new racket sport for me, we'd go play. So he taught me squash, racquetball. Uh, we played ping pong. So all the racket sports. And and he knew I was all about the racket sports. He knew I loved tennis. And he found pickleball one day. One of his racquetball buddies started playing a local rec center. And he invited me to go out and play and, and said, yeah, I got another racket sport for you. Let's go play. And I was all excited. I go, oh, cool. What's it called? He goes, pickleball. <laughs> I just laughed. I go, ah, no, thanks. <laughs> I was like, no. So I, I, I turned him down the first couple of times he asked me. And uh, at some point, he eventually uh, drug me out to the, to the rec center. I walked in and I saw it. And I just, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, I just laughed because there was no one relatively close to my age playing. And, uh, but we went and played some singles on one of the courts and I had a blast. I had, it was a great workout. He beat me and I was, I was excited to, to get better and, and, and get revenge. So, uh, that's how I got hooked. He beat me once and, and that was the end. And when did you start, you know, taking it to the next level and be like, I want to start playing in tournaments and see where I can go with this sport. It, it kind of just blended into that. It wasn't kind of like a definite thing because uh, I was in high school. So when I first started, I was about 15, 16 years old. And uh, I was, you know, I had, I had a lot of other responsibilities. I had school and, and other sports. And so I would only play pickleball maybe once a month with him just for fun. Uh, and again, none of my friends were playing. I was too embarrassed to even tell my friends I was playing. And, but there were some local tournaments. Uh, so this was in Fort Myers, Florida. And there was a local tournament uh, out in, so it's LaBelle, Florida, a little bit east uh, inland a little bit. And I went and played with a guy who was in his, 60s so we played four i think we played 4.5 and got bronze uh but i had a blast because it was the first time i'd ever seen real pickleball courts so up until then i'd play indoors on a on a basketball court uh with you know with uh that you'd lower the badminton net and this rv park in the middle of florida had dedicated pickleball courts and i thought it was the coolest looking thing ever this little mini tennis court looking thing i thought it was really neat so uh that was when i first realized like it's actually a real sport my uncle's not, you know, not joking. Uh, but again, it was so new. This was 2011. Uh, so there, again, it was it wasn't a real sport, but you could tell that it was growing. And and so I I just started playing a little bit more here and there. I played a tournament in Naples at the Naples where there's Naples Pickleball Center now, where, where the U.S. Open is. Uh, so back then there were no pickleball courts there. It was a tennis facility with a skate park and a roller hockey rink. And, uh, we, we would, what's funny is back then all the players would actually help set up the tournament. So we would actually help set wow. up the nets and tape the lines beforehand. Uh, so that's how, that's how way back I go. I was going to say, I mean, you started before most people, like you kind of said, knew the sport. So was it hard to find places to play and places to compete? Because, you know, it seems like at that time, not many people were playing. It was, and that's why that back then was the number one motivation to go play tournaments. So I, I started traveling to play tournaments because 
Uh, I ended up going to college. I was at the University of Florida, and I played pickleball at the Villages every weekend. Again, never tell any of my friends what I was doing. And uh, there were tournaments around the country, and I wanted better practice. And so I saw, hey, there's a tournament in Indi you know, in Indiana, a regional tournament, and there's some decent players in the Midwest. So I go and play that and play against those guys. And and then there was the the uh, SoCal Classic in California and and Oceanside, California. And so I go and travel all the way out there and play that and play against the best players in the world. And there was no prize money, but you were only going to get so good playing with your local group. And I wanted to go play against some of the best players in the world that were in Seattle or Utah, Arizona. And so I had to travel for that and go play tournaments. And that's kind of what started it. Uh, I ended up going to the Nationals in 2014 in Arizona and, uh, and, and did well, but kind of made a name for myself a little bit. But again, there wasn't really any prize money. So the whole reason we go to these tournaments is to meet people and get, get good competition. Right. Which also shows just how much you genuinely love the sport and, you know, weren't in it for the money. And did you stay at the University of Florida? Did you graduate or when did you pursue uh, the sport professionally full time? I got the heck out of there as soon as I saw that pickleball could be a profession. Because uh, it was, I knew I wanted to do pickleball, but I didn't know what that would entail because I didn't expect to be professional. I didn't ex or expect to make money playing tournaments per se, but I knew I wanted to be in that industry just because I just enjoyed the sport so much. I knew it was growing. And so really, I, I, I actually stopped taking classes right after I won the U.S. Open in 2016. So that first U.S. Open Pickleball Championships in Naples was the first time pickleball had ever been on uh, a major TV channel, CBS Sports Network. And so it was the first time pickleball had ever been on TV. Um, I happened to win it, kind of got the whole world number one kind of uh, name going. I mean, that wasn't official, but that was when people started to recognize me as kind of one of, if not kind of the best player at the time, at least for, in doubles. Uh, there were some other singles players that still had my number, like Marcin Respetsky, Daniel Moore. Uh, but back then, that was kind of when I realized, hey, this could be a professional sport. I'm pretty good at it, but I need to stick with it because very soon there'll be other athletes coming into the game that I need to be ready for. And so I started practicing, playing more tournaments, taking it seriously and figured now's my time to make a name for myself in the sport uh, before it, it grows too big. Yeah. And leaving, I mean, college to pursue this new sport that was just being televised, you know, how that's probably a difficult decision. How was that perceived by your family and friends? They thought I was an idiot. <laughs> no, they weren't. My mom was pretty supportive. Uh, my mom's always just been kind of the whatever, you know, you whatever your heart set on, just follow it. It'll work out. Um, my dad was pretty adamant I should stay in school. Uh, you know, they just had my best interest at heart, but yeah, again, it wasn't, it wasn't like there was a ton of prize money, but I wasn't, again, I wasn't necessarily in it just for that. I just enjoyed playing. I said, everyone, I've been growing up and everyone's always told me, you know, find something you love and, and make a living with it. Don't just find a job and work the rest of your life. And then, so that's what I tried to do. And I was fortunate that pickleball ended up being so popular over the years. It just keeps, keeps, keeps growing. And like you said, I mean, you were the best player in the world. That's a huge accomplishment. What do you think helped you get there and sustain that? Well, getting in so early, I was pretty lucky. Uh, so I was one of the first people my age to actually commit to doing this full time. 
Um, so, you know, most of the tournaments I used to play, I was always the youngest player in the tournament, uh, almost always the youngest player. And so I, I think I was just fortunate that I got in early enough and dedicated myself early enough before anyone else really did. Because uh, now you have all these kids that are training every single day and and for good reason. I mean, there's a lot more opportunities now. Uh, I think back then it was a lot harder to become a pro, uh, not because the skill level is so high, but like you said earlier, there's there's only so many resources. So back then there's only so many courts, so only so many good players to practice with. Now, obviously the PAL technology was only, only so far advanced. So I, I feel like I was pretty limited, but I was in a good situation where I was. So where I was in Fort Myers, we had pickleball courts, one of the probably the earliest places in Florida that had pickleball courts. I got lucky there. Then I went to University of Florida near the villages where I had a lot of pickleball courts, a lot of good players to practice with. I got lucky there. Uh, so I, I think just my circumstances and the fact that I was willing to actually commit and, and take it full time, uh, I think that was that was probably the number one number one factor. Yeah. And just being, you know, like you said, at the right place at the right time. And I mean, not many people can say they're number one in the world at anything. So talk to me a little bit about what was it like to kind of have that pressure on you? Again, I never got in pickleball to be to be famous. Obviously, I'm, I, I don't consider myself famous, uh, but that was never my intention. I just truly enjoyed playing and realized that I needed to make a name for myself to actually to, to create a living off of it. Uh, and, and so... I never, I, I don't know if I actually handled the popularity that well all the time, because obviously everyone enjoys being adored. Uh, so you go to a tournament and everyone's like, oh, want your autograph, want to say hi. And, and so I kind of got that factor. And, and so my head kind of started getting bigger. But then, you know, with social media and everything, it's very easy for people online to criticize you as well. So there was always this constant, someone, uh, you know, complimenting me and then someone criticizing me, compliment, criticize. And so they would balance out and I had trouble dealing with that sometimes because, you know, I, I just, it always hurt me because why does this, why is this random person across the country hate me so much for no reason? I've never met them. So I struggled with that uh, a, a lot. It wasn't necessarily the pressure on court, um, but definitely the reactions from just random people off the court is, is usually what bothered me more. I, and so there was pressure there. And also, if you didn't win, you didn't make any money. So also, if I wasn't winning, I probably wouldn't be able to sustain this career. So I knew that everything kind of rested on my success on court for, you know, for a while. Uh, and there was a certain point where I feel like even now I, I feel I've done enough where I don't have to justify anything or I don't have to continually prove myself. Uh, but back then, 2017, 2018, I, it was very important to win because if I didn't win, I would have to go get a real job. And I didn't want to do that. Right. That would be really hard to balance both. And it's interesting what you said about social media, because I know some people who, you know, collegiate professional athletes that literally turn their phones off or social media off on game day or match day, because it, you know, you don't want that to get in your head. You want your fans to support you and other people to support you. So I'm sure that was very hard to manage, especially as you try, as you started to, you know, grow that attention. Early on. Yeah. I just wasn't used yeah. to getting that kind of attention. And, yeah, yeah. Tim, and you, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow had to turn his turn his phone off one night because uh, someone leaked his phone number before a game, and like the other <sighs> school kept everyone a thousand phone calls that night before his game. Oh my gosh! I cannot. Fortunately, I never had to deal with that. But pickleball is always such a small, tight knit community uh, that it's just you're very accessible. 
to to everyone, and people are very fanatical about it, and and that always, that definitely surprised me a few times. Yeah, no, definitely. It can be a good and bad thing. <laughs> and um, so obviously, you know, Annalie Waters, Ben Johns, they're now the number one players in the world. You actually taught Annalie Waters and then trained a lot with Ben Johns, even played with him. So yeah, talk to me a little bit, bit about those relationships. Sure. Uh, well, th I consider them both uh, pretty good family friends at this point. Uh, they're very busy these days and I don't travel as much, so I don't get to see them as often anymore, which is which is sad. but. I still talk to Ben fairly regularly, and uh, it, it was wild because back then they were so little, right? So I, I met Annalie when she was, gosh, nine or 10, and uh, she and her mom came, were fairly new to pickleball and came and took a clinic from me in Delray Beach. And I remember before the clinic, all the locals were like, you got to check out this little girl, this little this little blonde girl so good. She's going to be amazing. And I'm like, sure. You know, I've, I've heard that before. And and, uh, you know, I got to teach at a clinic and, and she had so much talent and so much spunk. And I, I remember, funny story, I remember asking her to help with one of the, the demonstrations for the clinic uh, because everyone said that she just likes to rip the ball, right? So <laughs> I, I did a demonstration on, on the importance of a good punch volley. And so I got little Annalise, she was like nine years old, comes out on the court to, to practice and everyone's all excited to watch. And I was like, all right, well, let's just volley back and forth and feed it to her. And she takes up full two-handed backhand swing and rips it at me. And I just go, pop, and punched it and nailed her right in the stomach with it. Oh and she gosh. just started laughing. She was such a good sport about it. Um, but she, yeah, she was she was fun. Uh, and then I actually got to go and give her a private lesson for her birthday, I think a year later. Wow. Uh, her parents invited me over. So, uh, so that, was, that was cool to see. And then sure enough, a year later, she won, wins nationals with her mom. And, uh, and, and coincidentally, I won it that year year two. And so we get back to Florida and our, our buddy Steve throws a big party at his house for us and all the local friends. So, so it's, it was cool to see them at the very beginning and see where, where she is now and kind of same thing with Ben. I, I, I met Ben in, in, uh, in Fort Myers, Florida, his family would winter down there. And again, uh, a local had mentioned the 17 year old kid had just started pickleball has a lot of talent. I should meet him and play with him. And, uh, he was a good kid, loved his family. And we just, trained a bunch for a few months before the 2017 U.S. Open. Uh, I'm sorry, before the 2016 U.S. Open. And, and he did pretty well. He actually got, I don't think people realize the first U.S. Open, he actually, I think he got fourth in the pro singles. Uh -huh. Wow. Okay. Uh, but that was before anyone knew who he was. The year I played with him an entire year later practice, and he wins the 2017 U.S. Open, but he beat me in the finals. So it's, it was a bittersweet moment because I wanted to win, but I was also happy for him because he was a good friend of mine. It's so crazy just one, how young these kids start and two, how quickly they get so good and they're like winning medals after a year of playing. I mean, it's, it's just so crazy to see. It is. It's amazing just that the level it's at now. So you, you watch videos of pickleball five, six years ago and it doesn't look like the same game. So I, you know, I watch all these highlight clips right now of, you know, some of the, some of these women's points that are like just insane rallies and it's just so fun. Uh, you know, it's, I love, I love points like that, but pickleball is just, it just keeps getting faster and faster and better. It's amazing what these people can do with a pickleball paddle. I was going to ask you, you were, you know, in the sport since the beginning, obviously still playing. What, how has the sport evolved in your eyes and where do you see it going? I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Obviously there's a lot of growing pains right now with, with some of the pro tours trying to get it all together. And, uh, but it, 
I, I, I truly believe pickleball will be the number one participation sport in, in the United States probably next year, if, if it isn't already. Um, in a year or two, it 100% will be the number one participation sport in the country. Um, I'm still curious how it'll translate on TV for, for people to watch. I know those diehard pickleball players will definitely watch, um, you know, but I never expected pickleball to become mainstream. Uh, I think one of my, one of my goals long time ago was to, was to eventually be on ESPN because of pickleball. And I was on ESPN, uh, top 10 from pickleball. Uh, but it was Tyler Loom hitting an Ernie, uh, sorry, a tweener against me. <laughs> so I made my first time on ESPN top 10 and it was, it was someone else hitting a shot. A trick Not shot in your favor. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I'm on TV. Um, but I think I've, I've been on ESPN too and some of the PPA tournaments and, and things. So it's, it's just neat that it keeps growing. But for me, it's really cool that so many other people are just as passionate about it now and willing to invest so much money to help, help it grow. Uh, so that's, that's exciting. So it's not just me, you know, I'm not afraid to tell my friends that I play pickleball anymore. Yeah. Well, now everyone's playing, everyone's obsessed with it. And what do you think your thoughts on this? I mean, I think, you know, it will become an NCAA sport eventually. How do you think it will change the sport? Cause it's interesting now, you know, some of the pros, I know they were collegiate athletes in some aspect, most of them, and then went off to pursue a professional career in sales or whatever it may be. And then pickleball became a huge thing. So then they tried to make it on the pro tour. And it's just interesting to see that trend. But if there's collegiate players coming out in their prime going pro, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts about all that? I think it's great. I, it's, definitely, it's definitely growing colleges. Uh, so you know, there's like the Duper Collegiate National Championships now. And so it is growing. It'd be awesome to see kids getting college scholarships for pickleball. I think it's amazing because I know a lot of kids are starting to play and are going to be growing up playing. So to have that opportunity for them is great. Everybody can't be a professional athlete, but having that college avenue, because I think one of the deterrents for a lot of parents right now is letting their kids play pickleball is you know, it's, they don't have the opportunity to get a college scholarship as, you know, unless they play, you know, baseball or soccer or tennis, something else. But having that option, I think would definitely encourage a lot more kids to play. And, and I just think it's a great social sport. So I think it's just good for them socially. So any avenue to allow them to play more, I think is great. Yeah, no, I do too. And it's so great. I mean, it's like something that kind of started during the pandemic. And now I feel like so many people have met some of their closest friends. I mean, I know I personally have. So it's really great to see. And obviously through such a successful career that you've had, what has been your most memorable match or memory for playing? Uh, winning the US Open with my sister. We didn't win the pro, we won the age division. Uh, but well, my sister's always been a, a role model for me for a lot of other reasons, but uh, she had a she was a college soccer player, but has had a lot of injuries, a lot of ACL surgeries. And so just to be able to compete with her in something, even though she's been kicking my butt at every sport my entire life, uh, but just to have something that we could do together was great. And I, I decided to play with her because one, she was, a, she was a good player, but I just wanted to just compete with her in something. We didn't really have any expectations to win. And uh, we ended up beating a really good team in the finals. It was an upset. Uh, we probably shouldn't have won. I think if we'd have played that team a couple more times, I don't know if we would have beat them. Uh, but the fact that we won, my mom was there in the crowd. So she was obviously in tears. Uh, she gets a little emotional at times. Uh, so just just to be able to compete with with my sister uh, was was a really nice, just like good, good, you know, happy, good moment kind of thing. Um, yeah. That just stood out to me more than more than really any of the other wins. 
That's awesome. You got to play together. And especially, I mean, I played in the U S open last year in Naples. That is like the most beautiful venue ever. I'm obsessed with that place. They have made a lot of improvements over the years. So yeah. it's fun to look at photos from the first one uh, and, and see it now, but that park in general, I mean, this, this, the, the, you know, Collier County and, and the city of Naples down there has done a lot to improve that facility. Um, like I said, back in the day, it was like a skate park, um, kind of some older tennis courts, a, an older roller hockey rink, and they've made so many improvements. Now there's what, 60 something courts there. Yeah. Uh, more, yeah I think more it's, than that now. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah they, they improve the community quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, I mean, your sister was a collegiate athlete. I saw there's even been some like professional golfers in your family. I think one of your family members is also a top referee in this sport. I mean, how has coming from such a family of superstar athletes really helped you with your pickleball career? <laughs> superstar athletes. I think just being <laughs> around, just, just having that love for sports. Um, so uh, my dad, my dad's a golf pro. My mom played an LPGA tour. Uh, and my dad played a lot of sports growing up, baseball, football. Actually, my dad was a big uh, baseball, football, and wrestling guy, and none of those were my sports. I like soccer, tennis. Um, I do enjoy golf now uh, that I'm a little older. Uh, but just, I think just having a family that's just active, because, um, you know, not necessarily professional athletes. Um, you know, I know some other, you know, some other people whose, whose parents were professional athletes or really high level D1 players, but just being in that culture. Uh, and, and just being around and having a passion for it. I know, and being open-minded about what sports you play. Uh, you know, I know, I know a lot of kids that, you know, play one sport growing up their whole way. I, I just kind of played everything. I played every sport. Everything was fun. I never really, people ask me, Oh, were you a tennis player? Kinda. I mean, I, I played tennis, but I played soccer and golf and ping pong and basketball. And I like to swim. And I just, I, I, we just, we're open to everything. And I think that helps just start pickleball. That I was open to trying a new sport. Um, I wasn't afraid to go try it. You know, and I didn't enjoy losing to my uncle. Uh, but the, next, <laughs> the second time I played him, I kicked his butt. Exactly. Uh, it gave you motivation to get back at him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then everyone was just so welcoming too. I mean, it was, it was just a nice atmosphere going to play. And I always had a good time and just kind of stuck. And I also saw now like a huge passion of yours is teaching the sport and sharing that love with other people. You're also now running the pickler. I mean, talk to me a little bit about this new journey. Sure. Uh, so I've been traveling and playing pickleball tournaments for what now the last eight years straight. And uh, it, it kind of wears you out. And so I, I've been last couple of years, I've been looking for a reason to not have to travel full time. And uh, that kind of brought me to Colorado. So I actually just recently moved from Florida to Colorado to help the pickler, which is an indoor facility company based out of Utah. I'm helping them open up some franchise locations in Colorado. And our, our, my first one is in Loveland, which is just north of Denver. So that's been an exciting project for me. Uh, I haven't been able to get on court and practice and play as much as I used to. Uh, but it's, it's, it's nice just kind of shifting into a, you know, a more adulty role, I, I guess. Uh, but then we're hoping to open up a few more locations. And I, I'll be teaching a lot more because you know, I, I joke in some of my clinics that you know, I, I like playing pickleball. But the only thing I like more than playing pickleball is talking about pickleball. And so naturally, I, I enjoy teaching and just kind of explaining things to people and, and helping them through stuff. And, and I get a lot more reward out of that than going to play a tournament and losing to a kid who's six, seven years younger than me. <laughs> so I, 
I don't know when I became the old guy on the court, but um, I know it's, it's crazy. It has gotten so young. So do you see yourself like continuing to play in tournaments or do you think you're going to take this new role more seriously and maybe do that more full time? Depends what I have time for. I, I would like to be able to play tournaments, and compete for fun. Uh, when I have time, I'm just, I'm very busy with, uh, with the club and, and, and coaching. So again, if, Nowadays, it's so competitive that if you're not constantly practicing and drilling, it's very hard to keep up with the skill level of some of these players these days. So if I feel like I, I haven't been playing enough lately, I, I probably won't play a tournament. But if I do have a tournament coming up, I'll, I'll definitely be ready. I'll put in a little training camp and, and get ready for it. So I, I do hope to compete still. I'm playing in the Hawaii Open uh, end of January out on the Big Island. And uh, so I'm excited that excited for that one. And you know, I'm, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do this year with that whole MLP, PPA, APP. Uh, I'm still deciding, uh, but we'll see what I have time for. Well, you might as well, if you're going to play in a few, you might as well pick the most beautiful places, right? <laughs> like Hawaii. <laughs> and um, just like, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like the Pickler, there's Pickleball Kingdom. I mean, so many now different franchises. Would you ever have imagined that when you, you know, first started this sport with your uncle, that it would come to this and seeing places like the Pickler, you know, pop up all over the country. No, no, not really. No, not when I first started. I think after the, the 2016 U.S. Open, when I realized, hey, this could be something cool. I think that was the first time I realized what tournaments could look like. Because uh, otherwise, before then, I was playing RV parks. And then all of a sudden, it was, a, you know, kind of had a stadium cord. And then, gosh, what, two, two years later, they're at, the Nationals at Indian Wells Tennis Garden. Are you, are you kidding me? I mean, that was <laughs> the coolest, coolest experience was playing at the Indian Wells Tennis Garden, center court at night under the lights, championship matches. It was unbelievable. So that was an experience I never expected to to be able to have. Uh, so that's, I think that's just why I appreciate it so much because so many things had to fall into place to get me to get me on that court. Uh, those you know those handful of times. So. Uh, it's, it was, it was really fun. It was neat, but no, I never expected it. And just knowing the level of competition and the hours people now put in, what advice would you give to people who are maybe wanting to pursue it at a very high level? Um, what advice would you give them for this sport? Don't hold back. It's, it's a hundred percent or nothing. I mean, you, you could, you could play, you could treat pickleball as a hobby. And you can have fun with it and enjoy it and play it occasionally. And that's awesome. If you want to be pro, you cannot hold back. You have to be, go 110% because everyone else is going 110%. And you've got to keep up. Uh, so my, my dad actually told me a great story one time. He had a friend that wanted to be a professional golfer. And he asked him, well, what are you doing to, to get better and, and, and get to that level? He goes, well, every morning you know, at, at 7 o'clock, I, I – I go to the gym and, and work out for, for an hour and a half. And then I go to the range, hit balls for an hour. And then I go play 18 and then I come back and I chip and putt for an hour, you know, every day. He's like, oh, that's pretty good. That's, that's, it's a lot of work you're putting in. That's great. But, you know, when you get to the gym at, at, uh, you know, 730, whatever, you know, Paula Creamer's all already leaving, you know, she's already been there an hour. So she's already got an hour ahead of you. And by the time Paula Creamer gets there, you know, when the gym opens, Tiger has already been there for an hour. He gets there before the place even opens. And so it's just he just reinforced that no matter how hard you work, there's someone somewhere working harder than you. And and that's what makes the difference. So if you're going to be pro pickleball, 
you've got to commit 110% because otherwise you're not gonna be able to keep up. And that's my honest, honest advice for anyone wanting to do that. Yeah. And I feel like also to just like finding that support system as well as you start to, cause it's, you know, it's a team sport in some ways, but I know some people try to play tournaments with partners. If it doesn't necessarily work out, you find a different partner, but I mean, also how important would you say is to find your little, your group too? Well, that's, that's big. Uh, and so I was, I was pretty spoiled where I was, like I said, when I first started, I was surrounded by the right people, some good players that wanted to practice, wanted to get better were excited for me to get better. Uh, in fact, the first tournament outside of Florida that I went and played, a friend of mine that I practiced with in Fort Myers actually helped fund my trip because I couldn't afford it. And so to have other people around me that believed in me, that wanted to see me succeed was huge. Uh, so I definitely couldn't have done it by myself. Um, and then also, you know, I, I was really fortunate to have a great sponsor as well. You know, Paddletech found me at my first nationals. And, and help me out because I couldn't afford to keep traveling and playing tournaments and doing all that. So, but, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because you, you can't do it alone. You need a good support system. Uh, you need to surround yourself, not just with good players to practice with, but, uh, but people who are just generally going to want to help see you succeed. And, uh, and so that's, that's huge. So a lot, again, a lot of things have to fall into place uh, for it, for it to work, but it's not impossible. Definitely. And Kyle, just one question before I let you go. It could be about pickleball, not, but is there one thing that most people don't know about you that you'd like to share? Oh, man. I put you on uh, the spot. I know. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, well, just the first thing that comes to my mind, because uh, I'm, I'm going to Costa Rica. Well, I'm going to Hawaii next month, but I'm going to Costa Rica in April because uh, I run uh, pickleball vacations down there. Uh, because it's a beautiful spot, but mainly because I like to surf. Uh, and so I actually, I actually enjoy surfing more than pickleball. Um, but, and I would have rather been a professional surfer than a professional pickleball player, but I was much better at pickleball. So <laughs> it didn't work out. So yeah, I like, I like just getting off the radar and, uh, and just kind of getting away from society. I like to go camping. Uh, one of the things I like Colorado is, is the mountains. So I like to go out snowboard and go camping and hiking. And, and I like going to the beach and going surfing because, I just, you know, I, I like getting away from, away from people and I like that time to refresh and just kind of be in the moment. Sometimes I think we get caught up in our, our busy lives or busy schedules that we don't just sit back and smell the roses. Right. Yep, I uh, so I, I enjoy that. I enjoy just a nice, you know, relaxing day in a hammock at the park with no one bothering me. My phone's, you know, turned off or on do not disturb. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of a thing people don't know about me is I, I just, I like kind of getting away from everything and, and just relaxing. I love that. Well, Kyle Yates, a pickleball legend, maybe future surfer legend. Thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned to see who will join us in the kitchen next time.